genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one Norman bursts into tears minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm just really emotional right now. <laughs> I'm Norman Mitchell. <laughs> I, I teared up watching this minute back. I know. <laughs> and joining us again today, we have Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. Hello. Hello, and I have been crying all morning as well. Oh, preparation! I feel like a monster. I like I, this never, <laughs> This rarely makes me cry. Mm. Um, but <laughs> today we're talking about minute two twenty-seven, which starts with a hell of a kiss uh, between Aragorn and Arwen, um, and ends with everyone, um, the the crowd uh, in general, uh, bowing to our Hobbit heroes. Yes. All right. Are you They've ready? come so far. You ready to talk about this? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we'll start. We'll start from the top. I okay. Guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this this starts with with Aragorn pulling Arwen into this kiss. This is a hell of a kiss. It is. So mm-hmm. Liv Tyler in the commentary mentions that she was kind of worried about how to play this, and she was just she had just got married when they filmed this oh that's cute so she was thinking about well how did how did i feel kissing my husband at our wedding like yeah. how, do, how do i want to make this kiss happen uh-huh. so that's like hmm. kind of where she's coming from as a person into this scene uh i think it comes across really well this kiss works super well it feels really cathartic mm-hmm. it looks great it is a hell of a kiss but my favorite part about it is that they kind of separate and they're a little giggly and they have yeah. that one that one extra kiss that's long and that's much very, softer. Like, romantic. Yeah. 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 Which is like my favorite part about it. They get this, this big passionate catharsis out of the way. They haven't seen each other in probably Months. most of a year. Yeah. And just, mm. they have this big kiss. They're both like yeah, really wet when, in the eyes. When does, um, okay. So, so Frodo wakes up in Rivendell in October and then they leave what? In, in the book they leave. In December. In December or early January, something like that. Yeah, so it's been, uh, yeah, like nine months. It's been a long time. Something like that. It's just what, what's the first thing? What's the first thing they're going to do when they see each other again? I can't say anything. They're just going to want to kiss. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just got to get it all out. Adorbs. I think my uh, favorite thing about this kiss is the. It seems to come as a surprise. Um, like we know he's going to kiss her. That's no mm-hmm. question about that's what this, this, them walking towards each other in the previous minutes, like, you know, that, that they're going to embrace, but he stares at her for just long enough. And the, the music transitions from kind of this operatic, almost somber, like vocal piece. And then he kisses her and then it feels like the music takes a second to catch up. Like, almost as if he jumped the gun and just because he couldn't wait any longer, but it seems like it, it should have come a second later to be timed with the music. Like if you think of George McFly kissing Lorraine for the first time, it it's paired with the music mm-hmm. perfectly here. It feels like he goes just a second early, which 
seems appropriate. Like he can't wait to kiss her. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, he doesn't have time for, for the audience to take this moment. To catch in. up. Yeah. It's like, no, no, I gotta do yeah. this. <laughs> That's cool. That's a subtle thing in the, in the music that I don't know if I've ever really noticed. Cause she, I mean, she is also surprised. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. There's like a little yeah. gasp. That they have this spin around. Mm-hmm. This is very, this is very like old school romantic movie. Oh my god, stuff. it's the best. This kiss, it's so good. Yeah. This is just the. I love these two. This it, is like the, the moment like, before the credits in a big romantic movie. Yeah. We need. Uh, I think if you take the uh, scene from Princess Bride, where you know the, the the grandpa like just closes the book and says that, ah, and then they you know then then it ends. And he's like, well, maybe you could read it this time. Like, maybe the kiss won't be so bad this time or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think if you edited that sequence, uh, this kiss basically into Princess Bride, I think it would work really well. Mm. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, they're out of coordination. So, like, it has, like, a whole, like, fairy tale quality to yeah. it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's very much like Happily Ever After, which is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then I, I kind of laugh at the extras behind Elrond in this moment. Because I think that there, there's one guy that's kind of laughing around, la- laughing along, and is like really happy to see all this. But one person to the on the left side of the screen has like a much more neutral expression mm-hmm. during this. Like he's he's just not interested. Right. He's not about this. This is a coronation. What is what this? is this? Yeah. Have some decorum. Right. <laughs> and I just think it's kind of funny. Hugo Weaving is stopping himself from breaking down. I like the way they kind of cradle each other's faces after this kiss too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all just so sweet. And then the crowd parts as they're walking and they come across our four hobbits. Whew. All right. <laughs> and they yeah. bow. Yep. And they, they bow to Aragorn. Um, this is the last shot of the four hobbits that was filmed in principle altogether. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That seems fitting. Right. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to get the last shot they filmed in pickups later this week, all four together. Uh, so they're both in the same week for us. Uh, this is also Peter Jackson's favorite moment in the whole trilogy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and these are the outfits they're wearing are intended to be uh, revamped, nicer versions of the first outfits we see them in in the trilogy. Yeah, because they look huh. familiar. Yeah. Like it feels familiar to yep. see them like this they're like redesigned nicer versions of their first outfits hmm. which the the costume designer kind of opines is like doesn't really make a whole lot of sense that they <laughs> also that they have these also like nicer outfits after everything they've been through and like all the stuff that happened like mary and pippin don't have any wouldn't have any extra clothes their backpacks were left behind and ransacked by the the Ur-Kai. right frodo and and sam abandoned their yeah, stuff in mordor I'm surprised that Pippin um, and Mary, at least, are not wearing their, like... Their... Um, the outfits of their office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Pippin's not in his little uh, uh, Gondorian guard. Yeah. Or, like, a dress uniform that doesn't have yes. the armor stuff on it. Yes. I, I think that might take away from the four of them together Yeah, standing here. Because then it would look like two of them would feel out of place. Sam and Frodo would look... Like they don't like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is about. Um, this isn't just about, like them being there because Aragorn is their friend. Like visually, this is also them representing the Shire at the beginning of the New Age. 
That's true. So it's important mm-hmm. that they still look like that's where they're from. Yeah. So there's there's a little more at play there. And yeah, they have to match. Yeah. The four of them yeah. have to match. Uh, I am... I wouldn't mind seeing more of the kind of dress outfits that we see Mary and Pippin in, in, a, in a, like a minute and a half from now. Yeah, because we don't see enough the, of them at all. The outfits that mm. they wear when they go to the Grey Havens are like really good. Mm. Mm. So this this is the moment. Uh, every time <laughs> I think about it, my 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 eyes get all teary. Yep. It is. It will always and forever make me cry, uh, <laughs> just because of how. Like how genuine, how genuine this line from Vigo Mortensen has always felt to me, mm. and the score and everything these little guys have been through, mm-hmm. and it just it just makes me really emotional. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, I'm. It hits me so hard every time. I can't watch right it and not cry. You. Yeah, because you requested. That's what this. Right? I did. That's yeah. yes, absolutely. Um, I. To me, it it says so much, and it, it's for for it's the first two words. It's my friends from Aragorn that makes me gives me chills every time. Right now, every time that it's come up on your show these past four years, whatever it's been <laughs> like, yeah. Every time thinking about Aragorn saying my friends, and what I get from that performance is that subtle little performance is it's Aragorn acknowledging the hobbits and it's, it's almost in a way I read it as Aragorn is ashamed for the way the big folk have, have treated hobbits this long. Um, Not that they've necessarily been like, you know, abused or, or anything, but just the, the casual ignorance or, you know, treating them slightly lesser than, even though Aragorn never has, he's always treated them with respect, Mm -hmm. but it's to me, I read this as Aragorn, you know, just seeing them bow. It's like, I don't know how to put it into words necessarily, but um, it's him acknowledging that no one should ever um, look at them as being lesser than. And another part of uh, what I really love about this is that this is now the start of the dominion of men. And Mm -hmm. if this is your first act, it tells me that the world is going to start off in a better place. It's going to be a world of equality more than it's ever been before. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because like his first, like one of his first acts as king is an act of humility. So like that just kind of underscores what kind of man Aragorn is and what kind of ruler he's going to be. Um, Yeah, humility is one of Aragorn's defining characteristics all the way through mm -hmm. this story. Yeah. And even in, um, we didn't talk about it last minute, but when Arwen kind of, um, she like inclines her head like to, to like, acknowledge that he's the king he's like oh no you don't bother me yeah Mm. no and he does kind of like the same thing where he like tilts her chin up so i almost brought that up as a it's a precursor to you bow to no one it it, yeah yeah yeah. well because to him arwen is his equal she's his queen yeah i mean like even like not not even equal like (laughs) i think like he 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 reveres arwen in a way that is like 
I don't know, because she's she's like an elf too. Well, she's so. his. She's, she's his like fairy thousands tale of princess. years old. You well, know? she's his fairy tale princess from the uh, the Baron and Luthien story that he grew up hearing over right, and over right, and over yeah, again, right. being raised by elves. She's his Luthien. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that moment is is also about you know you're. Uh, it's not just that I'm king. Like you're you're the one I love. You're going to be queen of this place. Mm-hmm. You don't bow to me. Mm-hmm. We we rule this. We're, we're together in all things. Uh, and this moment with the hobbits is the the my friends part is is super important. Yeah, it's it's humility and it's him acknowledging them not for their deeds but for their character. Yeah, which is super mm-hmm. important, I think. And that like the the friends thing is also an uh, uh, an equalizer. Yeah, he puts them on the same yeah. level as himself. Mm-hmm. But Legolas doesn't bow to him. Yeah, Legolas is a prince. Mm. Yeah. Legolas is also royalty, but Legolas doesn't doesn't put on any kind of um, any kind of front. He doesn't bow to him. He doesn't acknowledge him that way. Yeah. The way that they greet each other is with a hand on each other's shoulder as old friends. Yeah. Yeah. So they they put themselves on equal footing too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's in every. I don't even think Gimli bows in this scene. Gimli in would these it. scenes, Gimli doesn't bow. Gandalf doesn't bow. No member of the Fellowship is required to bow to Aragorn. Yeah. Which I think is kind of a kind of a cool, kind of subtle thing in this, when you start thinking about it. Like, but yeah, this this moment is just a, a distillation of of so many themes across this whole trilogy, about humility and equality, and that your your character is more important than your deeds, and your character is what allows you to do great things no matter what. Mm-hmm. And this is an acknowledgement from Aragorn to the hobbits that they are in a lot of ways. I think Aragorn sees the hobbits as greater than himself because of how, how small and ill-equipped they were to do what they did. The strength of their character is something far beyond what he sees in himself. I think. Right. Um, he, he led like a literal army to the black gate and like, they weren't able to accomplish what Sam and Frodo were able to accomplish Mm -hmm. just the two of them. So like, I think that is something that he, I don't know. Like, it's impressive what they've done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Eric, I don't think anyone is more aware of the weakness of men than Aragorn. You know, it was his line that that failed 3,000 years ago or, or whatever it was. You know, mm-hmm. he that's why he turns down the ring from Frodo at the end of Fellowship. You know, he he's afraid of what if he had the ring you know he doesn't want that failure on him he doesn't want to be tempted so he knows how hard of a task it was for these you know especially for frodo and sam like like how hard it was for them to accomplish their goal and you know he just has this respect for them that goes beyond words so Mm -hmm. yeah it this moment for me is is my favorite moment of the trilogy. Um, this is up there for me with Luke staring at the twin sons with uh, uh, Wonder Woman stepping out into no man's land and Captain America standing there at the end of Endgame with, uh, you know, at, at the final battle, you know, Avengers Assemble and, and all that. Like this scene just, it is it's cemented in my brain that's why i can think of this moment and just say my friends and 
give myself chills thinking about this. Like it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I definitely agree. Just, this it's is just beautiful. This is absolutely up there with me with the the twin sons and Luke and that score. Is something that'll just always get me. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? You're so cute. Because I'm teary eyed still. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh uh, man. And you you bring up you bring up Am- Amon Hen, and this is the this is the second time that Aragorn has knelt before Frodo, because he kneels at that scene to put the ring back in Frodo's hand. Mm-hmm. Like, Aragorn understands the strength of Frodo's character better than anyone except for Sam, probably. Yeah. So I think it's really cool. I think that this there's there's just a lot of stuff that builds towards this across the whole the whole saga. Yeah. What do we think of um, Frodo being in this like reddish brown vest? Mm. Well, as far as the color red through that we've been tracking with royalty. Well, uh, Frodo and Bilbo are the the only like the only two explicitly non royal characters that wear reddish colors, aren't they? Other than Does like Bilbo random random orcs. Oh, and Bilbo's got a red vest. His, his birthday, yeah, 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 yeah. And they'll be the two that go off into the west. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he leaves behind a red book for Sam. Mm. Yeah, like they're the they're the other two characters that, while not royalty, are associated with the color red in the movie because they are so noble. Mm. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, because I, because Frodo. Like, it's been so long since we've seen them in these outfits, I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was just like, oh, he's wearing red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Mary wears a little bit red, a little bit of red forever uh, in his, like, dress outfits. Because yes. red is associated mm. with Rohan. Yeah. Mm. I love the, the bow. They're so cute. Like, the four of them awkwardly bowing. And even Mary is kind of, like, last to... to bow he's kind of looking at the others like is this how we do it you know yeah. they're so yeah. unsure of themselves bowing but it's it's really endearing yeah because frodo and sam are basically like oh he's the king now we have to acknowledge yeah. that right. and pippin like pippin knows because he's uh like he served with with Den- denethor briefly but like mary i don't think <laughs> like mary acknowledged that eowyn and Theoden were were royalty of Rohan, but like there's like a different relationship. Yeah, because between... yeah. he kneels to he kneels to Theoden to offer him his sword, but that's the only time that something like that happens. In there. Yeah, yeah. So like, I love that he's just like, oh wait, this is right. Okay, <laughs> we gotta we gotta bow. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> this is more formal than the Rohan guys. All yes, right, I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mary also looks a little scared. He's very anxious. Like, yeah, uh, Dominic Monaghan is playing this moment like super anxious, whereas Elijah Wood just looks incredibly stiff. Yeah, well, I mean, like Frodo is still recovering. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, I I imagine Sam as being the person like most comfortable doing this. Yes, for mm, sure. Yeah, because he's his life is as a as a servant, a working a working servant. Yeah, he's used to that makes a lot of sense deferring to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That ties into something that I'll talk about tomorrow mm. that I hadn't realized, but yeah. Nice. And uh, Pippin just Pippin just kind of looks like he's just doing it purely out of formality. Just 
very quickly there's this little acknowledgement of him waiting for Frodo and Sam to bow first. Yeah, he his 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 eyes kind of shift and he's just like, oh, okay, right, yes. <laughs> this is what we do here. Like, because he definitely assumes a position like he's going to bow before the rest of them. Mm-hmm. But then he waits for Sam and Frodo to bow first. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're so cute. It's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, do we have anything else to say about this moment? Um, no, I, I, I don't, I don't think I do. Okay. <laughs> cool. If I keep talking about it, I'll just make myself cry more. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> same. <laughs> See, like this, this is, this is such a good moment, but it's not like the thing that makes me cry in these. Okay. Like, usually I'm already like crying. Like, I'm just crying straight through the back half of this <laughs> the 30 right, minutes that's, of this that's movie. Because the so, thing that makes yes, you cry is, no. um, I'll carry it, I, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. And, and the strawberries. Yes. The yeah. strawberries thing makes you cry. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. I'm, I'm crying for that. And then it's just like, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. And then there's like yep, a... That got like me. A, yeah. <laughs> well, that's like, that's, um, that makes me think of the, how I, how I cried the first time I saw Lee Miz. Because I, I cried. Oh my god! Yeah, the back. I, I half dreamed. Of a, no, I dreamed a dream starts. I start. Cr- I like. Am, I cry, and I'm teary eyed all the way through the movie. Uh huh. And then when Gavroche dies, yes. I have no more tears to cry, <laughs> and I'm just like my <laughs> eyes are dry for the rest of the movie. Mm. Oh man! No, I remember seeing that in theaters, like on Christmas Day, and mm-hmm. like the last forty five minutes of the movie, I'm just like crying. Yeah, I saw it on New Year's Day. Crying in the parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> yeah crying in my car <laughs> but thanks for making me cry for 45 right? minutes movie wrong movie um so uh we're from the website duelinggenre.com you can check us out there and check out some of the other non-movies by minute podcasts um the protagonist podcasts where they do a good character and a good story every week um and they change up the medium that they do every week um doctor's companion which i co-host which we've been on hiatus all year but we'll be coming back because the show's been on hiatus all year as soon as there's new doctor who Uh uh-huh um as well as geek by night um which i executive produce and and write and direct for and i'm very proud of that so if you haven't listened to it yet um, i think season two just came back please do as of this recording yeah depends on when you're listening to it but um yeah so we will be back tomorrow to talk more about um, this scene. Bye. Bye.